Hello, everyone. Welcome back to episode number 24 of Dangles and Dingers. I'm Josh. And I'm Trev. And we're here, to, we're here to talk some hockey and baseball. Uh, Dangles and Dingers is brought to you by Nate's Lawn Care. Uh, for all your lawn care needs, contact them by email at webnate125 at gmail.com or by phone at 226-931-2971. Trevor, how's your week been? Week's been pretty good. Uh, you know, pretty fast week, actually. Like, yeah, it's, 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 it's gone by fast. I thought yesterday was Tuesday. Uh, well, when we're shooting this now, it'd be coming out Friday, but it wasn't, it wasn't yesterday was not Tuesday. I know. Yeah. It was Wednesday. So <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, I mean, I guess, um, quarantine put a on what day it is and a lot of people are forgetting. Uh, yeah. how's your week been going? Uh, it's good. I got a haircut. So if you're not listening, if you're not watching on the YouTube, you should, because then you can see my haircut. Uh, oh, I, I, uh, I'm growing it out again. Yeah, I was growing it out pretty long, but, uh, bro, I like, there was so much hair on the floor. Like it was insane. <laughs> I was like, how did I fit all that in my head? But yeah, yeah, it was, uh, but it's good. I, I like it a bit. I would like it to be a bit longer on the sides, which it will be when it, grows out but you know it'll be good uh so today today's kind of a little bit of a loaded episode um you know so we uh we're gonna start with some baseball today trevor if it's all good with you yeah let's uh let's start this uh base with some baseball all right so let's start uh we have the los angeles dodgers uh they're struggling the los angeles dodgers oh wait sorry we forgot to go over the stats that's my bad that's my bad we'll, we'll go over those quick first um here we go in the al the leaders in the al east you have the boston red sox in the al central you got the chicago white Sox. trevor you hear that chicago white Sox lead the uh, al central you're hating on them you're not no <laughs> <laughs> the uh possibly relocating Oakland athletics leading the AL West, but we'll talk about that more later. Uh, the New York Mets are leading the NL East. Trevor, you might, you might be uh, still be able to make some money here. Uh, <laughs> the St. Louis Cardinals lead the NL central. They've been hot recently. And in the NL West, the leaders are the San Francisco giants. What? Yeah. The San Francisco Giants are currently leading the NL, um, the NL West over the San, San Diego Padres and over the Los Angeles Dodgers, who we're going to talk about in a second. Uh, batting average, um, leading a batting average, you got Yerman, the Yermanator Mercedes. Trevor loves his burger, you know. Oh, yeah, we have a whole episode on that. You also got Jesse Winkler, Mike Trout, Jordan Alvarez, and Xander Bogarts there in the top five. For home runs, Ronald Acuna Jr. in first uh, with 11. And then tied for second, you got J.D. Martinez, Shohei Otani, Jose Ramirez, and Mitch Hanniger. Uh RBIs, you got J.D. Martinez in first. Tied for second, you got Jesus Aguilar and Jose Abreu. 
And then tied for fourth, you have Raphael Devers and Yuli Gurriel. Um, ERA, you got Jacob deGrom with a 0.68 ERA. Wow. That's insane. That's, that's pretty good. In second, you got John Means with a 121 ERA. In third, you got Garrett Cole with a 137. In fourth is Brandon Woodruff with a 164. And in fifth is Trevor Rogers with a 190. Uh, strikeouts, Shane Bieber with 85 leads the way. Second is Garrett Cole uh, with 78. Third is Tyler Grasnow with 75. Fourth is Trevor Bauer with 67. And fifth is Jacob DeGrom with 65. So now they got that out of the way. Let's talk a little bit of the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Dodgers, as you just heard, are not leading the NL Central. They are third in the NL Central. They're 20 and 17 after starting the year 13 and 2. Um, yeah, they have lost. Um, a lot of games. <laughs> they've, yeah, no, but they've lost five straight series. Um, they lost uh, here. Where is it? They lost their series against the Padres. Uh, they lost against the Padres, and then they lost their series um, against the Reds, and then against the Brewers, and then the Cubs, and then the Angels. They just had a two-game series against the Mariners, so I guess that breaks their streak. But, um, yeah, it's been a rough go as of late for the um, for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, Trevor, what are your thoughts on the way that things have kind of went for them in the last uh, few weeks? They haven't had the brightest uh, start to the first half of this, well, not first half of this, but first quarter of the season, um, which every team goes through slumps. For that team, that's pretty uh, – that's not the greatest. Coming off of two losses yeah. and then, like, losing 15 to add on to that, that's crazy. Uh, yeah. At least they're winning some games, but not as much as they should. Yeah, they've been um, – Hope I think they'll bounce back for sure. I mean, they're the best team in the league um, on paper. Obviously, that doesn't mean a whole lot. But they also – they've gone through some injuries too. Um, and, yeah, I think they'll bounce back for sure. Um, another team that, well, not going, not down, but on the way up the New York Yankees, I'm pretty sure last episode we were talking about how they were not playing well. And now they've won, um, they've won like seven of nine. I put that stat down like two days ago. So they've probably won a couple more now or whatever, but still, um, they've bounced back and they're, um, they're second in the um AL, AL East they're one game back of the Red Sox Giancarlo Stanton's been leading the way for the for the Yankees um just looking they're looking a lot better now Stanton uh now has nine home runs on the year with um 24 RBIs um a slugging percentage of five five forty three. so yeah I mean the uh the Yankees, they're, they're back, I would say. Uh, Trevor, what are your thoughts on the Yankees so far? Yeah, they won't be in any more of our heavily defeated yet. We don't know about that, but uh, yeah. they did bounce back <laughs> pretty well. Um, lost our track. Thank God. Blue Jays are finally above 500 again, so that's that's great. Yeah, uh, They're kind of bouncing around that, that, uh, that line. 
Um, I think it's good for the Yankees just because <laughs> uh, showing how, um, I guess, how people think how good their team is. Yeah, for sure. And then bouncing back like that, that's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, just kind of sucks for our teams in that division, but you know what? Good for the Yankees. Yeah, for sure. Another team that's hot right now is the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. They've won seven of their last three. Um, also, I wrote this stat down like two days ago, but 13 of their last 17. Um, I mean, they're they're on fire right now. Uh, Jack Flaherty leads the league in wins, if I'm not mistaken. So um, they're looking real good right now. And um, another team that they're expected to win the NL Central. They lead the NL Central now. Um, Trevor, what are your thoughts on the Cardinals and um, how they've been playing the last couple weeks? They've been doing great. Uh, I, I think we did. I think I chose them as my number one. Yeah. And uh, for, for the league, like go tech. Yeah. That episode out, but uh, not for the league, for the division. Anyways, they're proving that right now. They're only uh, they're only a couple wins over Milwaukee, but I I think they can hold that for a, a longer if they keep performing like they have been. Yeah. Uh, they are uh, playing tomorrow. Won't change anything, but uh, we'll have to see uh, what happens with St. Louis. But I think they could hold that. For sure. Um, Trevor, are you watching the uh, Jays game? It was either yesterday or the day before. Were you watching them play the Braves the last I couple days? I did not know. Okay, well, have you seen Marcelo Zuna's home run celebration? Nope. He stops at first base and pretends to take a selfie and then keeps going. Oh, out. okay. Yeah, I've seen that one. Bro, yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I was like, like, I've heard people talk about it, but I've never actually seen it. And then, like, he did it. I'm like, really? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I mean like, I, like I'm not like I'm not concerned about it That's at, that much. Time you did it this, uh, but I mean, this season, right? yeah. But I think it's kind of uh, a little, little, uh, little extra. You know what I mean? A little bit much, yeah. A little bit much, but bat flips. They're bat flips are they're all right. Yeah, but I mean that that's a little bit much. But you know, it's yeah. There was also against the Jays. That's probably where we'll last. But still. Yeah, uh, it's it's still like if you do that to another team, I yeah, it's like yeah, it's a bit much, but you know, whatever. Um, one of the best stories of the week, um, Drew Robinson, uh, he's playing in the Giants AAA system. Um, he lost his left eye in an att- in a suicide attempt, um, a couple of years ago, and um, he's back playing in the in triple a and he just hit he just hit his first home run of the season yesterday so i mean a phenomenal story for um that type of rebound and um i mean just congratulations to him and i hope all goes well um when it uh for his career and hopefully he can get to the bigs and um play for the giants uh trevor yeah, that, that yeah. is pretty uh that that is a great story i bet you that Bet you in a couple of days, or even now, there's going to be a really good article about that. Yeah, for sure. Um, when did that happen? Like uh, the home run? Uh, yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. So there'll probably yeah. be an article soon about that. Yeah, for sure. Just hearing right now, that's that, that's pretty uh, amazing. A, a great comeback for him. Yeah. And uh, 
yeah, things can be serious, but yeah, yeah <laughs> just just no, I mean, <laughs> it's great. I hope that the I hope that the uh, the Giants they can call him up to the bigs and he can he can get a shot. Um, but yeah, uh, hopefully all goes well for him in AAA and as I said, can come up to the big uh, come up to the show and uh, you know get some time. Um, another player here, Mike Soroka. Um, we love him here in Canada. He's a Canadian guy. Um, but Mike Soroka is, um, you know, he's hurt again and he's only 23, but this has kind of been the story of his career. I mean, he had a phenomenal rookie year. He was an all-star and in that season, he, two is 68 ERA, um, he uh, 142 strikeouts, uh, yeah, and a whip of 1.11. Um, but Mike Soroka now last year he played three games, um, and this season, uh, I don't believe I don't even know if he's played any this year. So at this point, like Mike Soroka, and there's no timeline for a return. Mike Soroka is. Um, the Braves ace when he's healthy, but um, if he's going to keep getting hurt like this, you have to um, kind of look at what type of Im- implications this can have on the rest of his career. Um, I hope that doesn't, it doesn't affect his career in that way, but um, just the way he's been getting injured so often now um, has been, uh, it sucks. And like, it, it'll be tough to go from being on the mound. He only pitched first couple first few games of 2020, and then he won't be on the mound again until possibly 2022. Uh, so Trevor, what are your thoughts on Mike Shroka's, um injuries and how it may affect him in the future? I think uh, this is not good for the Braves organization. Uh, I don't even know what to say. Like he is their ace. They lose them, like their pitching. Their pitching goes down by that much. Yeah, like they still have Max Fried and Ian Anderson and Charlie yeah. Morton, but I mean Mike still, Soroka. You know, yeah. Mike Soroka is a huge boost to that rotation. He is their ace when he's healthy, and yeah, I I don't know. Like if you're gonna keep getting hurt like that, it's gonna have implications on your career. Honestly, I would just want him. Just maybe sit it out if he if he does get better from his injury, sit it out to the playoffs. Yeah. Relaxing, keep going. Yeah, for sure. If if they need him that like because he's the race, if they need him that bad. Yeah, yeah. And I guess it I guess it'll depend. Like the Braves have not been they've been a lot more disappointing than we expected them to be. We expected the Braves to um be a team that uh it'd be them and the Mets for the um NL East and the Braves are seventeen and nineteen right now. Uh, soon to be 17 and 20. They're down seven, four to the Jays right now at the top of the ninth. Um, mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it hasn't been a, it's been a rough start for um, the Braves this season and uh, losing Mike Stroka de- definitely does not help that Kate does not help that. Um, yeah. I mean, I hope it doesn't affect him down the road, but if he's going to keep being injured the way he is, then it, it might just do so. Uh, do you have anything else, Mike Soroka? 
I got nothing. I I I just think uh, maybe if if you're worried about him getting injured again, made him. Yeah. Just take it easy on him. Yeah. All right. That brings us to one of the most surprising things of the week. Um, the Los Angeles Angels released three-time MVP and ten-time All-Star Albert Pujols, um, with one year left on his monster contract. Um, Pujols, since coming to the Angels, um, has not been the same player that he was. Um, but I mean, he's forty-one right now. Uh, it sucks that that he had to go out like that. I think it was more of a fact that, um, he wanted more playing time. He wasn't a regular in the Angels lineup, and he wants more playing time. But I'm not really sure who else is going to give him more playing time. Um, I mean, it's it's crazy, but I yeah, I don't know. Um, I I can't see. Um, another team giving him more playing time than the Angels were. Um, that another team that's also that would also be competitive as well. Um, so Trevor, what are your thoughts on uh, Albert Pujols' release? I and... think maybe. Um, I think he might play one more year of baseball. Yeah. And well, unless he after his contract up uh, with the Angels, like sign with another team. Yeah. For a year. I think they're going to pull uh, like a, a Joe Thornton and go to Toronto for a year. That's kind of like the same thing. Yeah. Like he's, it's, he's it's, older. it sounds like the Cardinals are interested. He played for the Cardinals um, mm-hmm. from 2001 to 2011. Um, and that'd be a great spot for him to go back to. But um, if he wants to play every day and win a World Series, I'm not sure where he, I don't think he's really going to find that anywhere. Um, but I think really for him right now, the best option would be to sign with Cardinals, but I mean, whatever he wants to do is, uh, it's his choice. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, it sucks for that to to happen the way it did, um, for Pujols. Um, it, it, he kind of like, he got, he signed in LA when he was turning 32. So um, like, I'm not really sure what else they expected to sign a 32 year old to a 10 year deal, but, um, I feel like it was destined to end in this way in the end. Um, but yeah, I honestly, I hope he goes back to the Cardinals and he can get a chance to win a world series, um, in St. Louis. But, um, yeah, I guess in the end it's uh, up to him and we'll have to see, uh, where he lands. Um, what what else we got? Uh, Justin Verlander, Justin Verlander, uh, pitcher for the Houston Astros. He's uh injured at the moment, but he says he's not going anywhere. He is not considering retirement at the moment. So, Justin Verlander sounds like he says he's going to play for. Um, he says he plans to pitch for a long time. Um, so. I mean, he's 37, 38 now. Um, Long time, couple of years. Yeah, <laughs> I guess we'll have to see. Uh, Trevor, what are your thoughts on Justin Verlander uh, pitching for a long time? Yeah, long time. Uh, I uh, I don't I don't know what he means by long time. If long time means a couple of years, I play till he's 40, 
Yeah. Uh, but he, I, I don't know if he'll playing a long he, I don't know if he'll be playing a long time though. <laughs> I think it just be a Yeah, for sure. Um we'll have to see. I mean Justin Verlander is an elite pitcher, probably a Hall of Famer as long as Houston Astros things don't affect him. Um and yeah, Verlander um We'll we'll see. We'll have to see how he how he plays when he comes back from injury, and um, if he plays well, then he could play. As Trevor said, like till he's forty two or whatever. But that but pitching takes a, a big toll on your arm. And, it does, uh, especially like the, I guess, but yeah. Uh, the one Blue Jays pitcher. Um, forget what game he pitched, but he threw way too many sliders you know, a couple nights ago, and. I think he's injured right now. I yeah. I have no idea who it is, but I remember seeing that on TV watching the one Blue Jays game. Like it, it puts a big toll on your arm. Yeah, it puts a lot of stress in your arm. And it's um yeah, it's definitely something you gotta watch out for. And um so we'll we'll have to see um uh, where everything goes with that. But uh we'll move on to probably the biggest news. Um, of the um, of the week, the Oakland Athletics um, they are exploring relocation. Um, so, if I'm being honest, that I I think Montreal. <laughs> I think that this is a um, kind of just like a. Um, negotiating uh, ploy by the athletics because they've been trying to get a new stadium for years. Um, so I guess they're just going to threaten to leave to try to get their new stadium, uh, which is, I guess, the only way they can go now. Um, but honestly, I don't see them moving. Uh, but Trevor, uh, what are your thoughts? And um, maybe give a couple cities you think that uh, they should move to if they were to move. I think they should go to Montreal. There's 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 a lot of people, uh, especially in Canada, wanting yeah. a second team. Yeah. And I think if the Athletics do move to, um, do move end up moving, I think they should go to Montreal, or you know, in Orlando. I don't know. Like okay, okay. Some place that doesn't really have a lot of sports teams. Yeah. Like a yeah. big city like, like Orlando. So. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean the Athletics. I don't think they'll move. Um, I had four. I had four cities written down for where I think they should go, and Montreal and Orlando were two of them. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so so uh, the other two I would say are Nashville. I think is a great option. Um, they're very passionate there. Um, they already have two teams and the Predators and the Titans and, um, they have huge fan bases there. And then another city that's growing recently, uh, when it comes to the sports world is Las Vegas. Um, it would fit right there. Uh, they'd be right in the West. It wouldn't be that far of a hike from Oakland. Um, so that might be interesting. Uh, and like, as you can, like the, uh, 
in Vegas, the Raiders and the Golden Knights have huge fan bases already, and um, they may just support a uh, MLB team. But uh, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to see where that goes. Honestly, I don't I don't think they'll move. Like I think Oakland is uh, the Athletics are such a storied franchise, and I don't think a team like that mm-hmm. will move. They have such a great they have a great fan base. I think it's just they want a new stadium and um, sometimes you got to threaten to move if you want a new stadium. That's just the way it is. Uh, just like they won't one. Stars wasn't very built. Yeah, exactly. Well, like the Calgary Flames and the Ottawa Senators have done that in the last uh, three years. They both threatened to move and then they got new stadiums right away. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if that'll happen here. Um, but yeah, Trevor, do you have anything else on the athletics and a possible move? I, I got nothing really else. I, I, I kind of hope they move. Because no you want them to go to Montreal. I want them to go to Montreal, but <laughs> not saying that they'll be my favorite team. They'll be your second But favorite. I, I, I want to see the Expos back. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they wouldn't even go with the Expos. Maybe they change their name. Who knows? Maybe, uh, yeah, maybe. I just want the freaking Canadian team because one's not enough. But I, I feel like the I feel like the Nationals would let them be the Expos. I feel like it's not a um not a big yeah. deal. <laughs> but yeah, so um you know that's that brings us to Blue Jays review. Um the Blue Jays, since we last met, uh they've been playing the Bra- they've been playing the Braves very well um this season. They have been. Yeah. Uh, for a team like that, yeah, where did we leave off on the athletics series? Uh, I think what was your last episode? Uh, yeah, okay, so since what was the athletics series? Last name of the athletics series, was it? Yeah, okay, but we would have we so it we would have recorded the day of the third game, which it wouldn't have been done yet. So, since um, our last. Since our last, uh, since the last time we spoke, uh, the Blue Jays are five and two, um, oh. with two wins against the Braves, two against the Athletics, one against the Astros. Um, I mean, a good week for them. Uh, the The Astros series was a little rough for the Blue Jays, but um, they've been playing the Braves well all year. Um, the Athletics series turned around for sure. They were down two zero in that series, made it two two. Um, so yeah, I mean, they've 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 been playing quite well. Um, one down downside is uh, Nate Pearson. Um, he gets sent back down to AAA after one outing with the Jays, uh, an outing where he pitched two and a two and a third innings. Um, he gave up four hits, three runs, uh, no strikeouts, five walks. A rough start for Nate Pearson. Um, and, um, I guess that's, we'll just have to see, um, how, how the season goes for him. I really hope it goes well, um, for him, but, uh, you know, Nate Pearson's tough. I mean, um, he's been like injured all season. Like, what do you, you know, I, I think he should stay, give him a chance. Like, come on. Yeah. yeah. He pitched two, two innings. Yeah. So. No, like I just Yeah, I think I think no one expected him to be called up as early as he did though either. Um 
I think they expected for him to um, be uh, like stay in Buffalo until the summer, midsummer, and then come up at like the end of July or early August. Um, but I think that's what the plan is going to be now for sure. Um, it wasn't a great outing. Like, honestly, it wasn't. But um, mm-hmm. Nate Pearson, he's supposed to be uh, – the future ace of our rotation. And um, I mean, we need him to be, um, he's going to be, needs to be a big piece of our team. um, If we're going to win that world series. Um, So yeah, hopefully Nate Pearson can go down to Buffalo and we just need him to develop properly. I think that's what we're most worried about right now. Uh, What the Jays are most worried about is he needs to develop properly. Um, I don't think, Right now, obviously, you could use some starting pitching, but you don't want to cost Nate Pearson's career um, like in favor of him giving you like being a starting pitcher this season and maybe not even performing well if you're not developing him properly. Uh, Trevor, what's your thoughts on the whole Nate Pearson situation here? I am kind of disappointed in why the Jays made that decision. Uh, um. He is their pitcher, like you said. Uh, he, he's a young, good pitcher, and I, I think he should at least be at the bottom of the starting pitcher lineup. Yeah. Like, kids got potential. Give him that chance. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But, I, yeah, I think that um, where we're at right now, the Jays just – like this year, if we're being realistic, like I hope we can make a nice playoff run, but I don't know if that's going to happen this year. Um, I would hope it does, but like this year for when it comes to Nate Pearson, he just needs to develop properly and whatever that is for him, if that's playing in Buffalo or if that's being in Toronto or wherever that is, um, he just needs to develop. Like he's a top 10 prospect in the league. Um, so he's very talented and, um, we need that player in the future. Um, I mean, we have decent pitching prospects, but none like Nate Pearson. So, um, yeah, he just needs to develop properly. And, um, I guess we'll see where, where he is in the summer near the end of the year. And, uh, maybe he gets a shot again with the Jays this year. Uh, but let's see, do you have anything else on that? I, I got nothing else. I just I'm so disappointed. Trevor's Trevor's disappointed. I'm disappointed in the Jays, man. You let me down. <laughs> uh uh, all right. So um you know, Trevor, uh, you know what time it is. Who is your MVP um of the week? I chose Marky Simeon. He was the first one I chose. He is hitting bombs this past couple of days. He has eight home runs now. Now again, now well now the team leader. Uh, but uh, I also will give a pitcher MVP, Robbie Ray. He's he's doing great right now. Uh, Thirty nine strikeouts so far for the season, which is great for a pitcher. Um. Yeah, I, I just think they're playing real good right now. And I, I think they can keep that up for the rest of the season. But uh, who's your 
MVP. Um, I would have to agree with you. I think Marcus Simeon is a great pick. Uh, Marcus Simeon's been, um, you know, he was really good in his return to Oakland. Um, he's been good. He's been getting us, he's been getting homers. He's been playing well, good defensively. And uh, another guy, I guess you could throw in there um, for this week is, uh, oh my, I literally just forgot what I was going to say. Uh Anyways, yeah, Marcus Simeon, uh, <laughs> he's been uh, he's been good uh, over the last week, and um, yeah, hopefully he can keep playing like this, and we can, um, you know, move up the standings because now the Yankees are good, so we got to compete with them. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that brings us to the Pro Insider Report. Trevor, what do you got for us? Anything this week, uh, which is good and bad because I love the segment, but I it's mm. didn't get anything. Uh, I wish I did because I I always wish I do, but yeah, nothing on the pro insider report. Oh, okay, so all right, yeah. nothing on the pro insider report this week. Um, so you know, everyone in the YouTube comments tell Trevor how, how disappointed you are in him, but uh. Yeah, we will uh, move along. We're gonna go over some quick, uh, some quick hockey uh, topics first, and then we'll get into the playoff predictions. Um, so first, uh, it's been almost a week now. I think this wrapped up like the day we released our last episode. But Canada, um, we're the champions at the U18 tournament. Um, Canada was phenomenal through the entire tournament. There was no doubt that they would win that tournament. Russia um, was also very dominant as well. And um, it was a great gold medal game. Um, and the stars shined for Canada. Um, Shane Wright, Connor Bedard, um, you know, they were they were huge for Canada. Um, Matvey Michkov of Russia wins MVP, as we've talked about, projected second overall pick in 2023. He had a phenomenal tournament. Um and uh, for Canada, um, Benjamin Goudreau, the, their goaltender, uh, he's 2021 eligible. Um, he was drafted, I believe, sixth overall by the Sarnia Sting in 2019. Um, and uh, yeah, he comes out for not playing uh, since like March of 2020. And uh, he comes out and has a great tournament. So that definitely helps his stock, I would say, uh, when it comes to the draft. Um then the media all-star team, you have Samu Tuamala, Connor Bernard, Mavi Michkov on um, uh, forward, uh, Brant Clark, and uh, I'm going to be honest, I don't know how to say his name, but uh, Haima Salmi. I, I hope I said that right. Apologies if I uh, did not. And uh, Sergei Ivanov, the goaltender uh, for Russia, is on the media all-star team. Um Trevor, what are your thoughts on how this tournament went down and uh, what was one player for you that kind of stood out? I couldn't watch any of the damn games you know, TSN, so uh, that was kind of bad, but uh, congrats to Canada. Um, and uh, I guess Russia did good too. Yeah. Uh, I didn't watch it, so, but I heard uh, Shane Wright had a good tournament, so yeah, he was really congrats good. to him. Yeah, 
Um, he's good at hockey, man. <laughs> he's he's uh, he's okay. He's okay, you know. Yeah. I, you know, you know, uh, Matthew's better than him, like. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the uh, this team Canada was phenomenal. Um, there's definitely a lot of players on that team that boosted their draft stock. Um, and yeah, uh, it was a great tournament to watch. Uh, and you get to see the future of uh, the future of the um, NHL in this tournament. So um, great to watch. Another thing that uh, came out today was the um, World Championship rosters. Uh, the World Championship is going to get underway um, later on this month. And, um, you know, the, t- a while. the rosters aren't as, uh, they aren't as great as they typically would be um, for this tournament. Um, you know, there's, uh, I, I don't know. It's, it, it's a little, it's a little, uh, rough, I would say. Uh, like, there's a lot of guys that turned it down uh, because they didn't want, like, there's so many games this year uh, packed into um, so little time. And, uh, you know, it's uh, like I could see why uh, these guys don't aren't going to come to this tournament. Um, it sucks to see that they aren't, but uh, I can see why. Uh, Team Canada here, they have. On the forward core, they have Jared Anderson Dolan, uh, Connor Brown, Michael Bunting, Max Comtois, Justin Danforth, Dylan Dubé, Liam Foodie, Brandon Hagel, Adam Henrique, Andrew Maggiapani, Nick Paul, Cole Perfetti, uh, Brandon Peary, and Gabe Velarde. On defense, they have Kevin Ball, Nicholas Baudin, Mario Ferraro, Colin Miller, Owen Power, Braden Schneider. Troy Stetcher and Sean Walker. And then in net, they have Darcy Kemper, Aiden Hill, and Michael DiPietro. Um, not as good as team as a team usually would be at that tournament. But um, you know, I mean they got some good pieces. Connor Brown, Max Comtois, Dylan Dubé up front, um, Andrew Mangiapani as well. Uh Cole Perfetti and Gabe Velarde also could be very good up front. Uh, Colby Freddy is going to be an elite NHL player when he's there. He's only 18 mm-hmm. right now. So, um, and then when it comes to the defense, uh, Mario Ferraro could be big for that team. Owen Power and Braden Schneider. Braden Schneider is 2020 first round pick. Owen Power, the projected uh, first round, first overall pick um, for this upcoming draft. And then Darcy Kemper net is going to be very good. Um but I mean, we'll have to see. That's why they play the games, right? Um, <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's uh, yeah, Trevor, what are your thoughts on uh, this Canadian World Championship team? Uh, yeah, it's not as um, I guess intense as a team usually, but it is COVID. Yeah. Also, you don't want to. Yeah. And yeah, I guess it is also like bunched in with other with players' for games sure. and stuff. Yeah, for sure. But we might have a chance. I, I don't know. I've, I've never really heard of these people, but uh, <laughs> we got some good draft picks in there. Uh, yeah. Some good draft picks. So, yeah. Um, 
but we'll you see. could make it happen. We'll see if the young guys have uh, have it in them to get. Um, maybe they maybe they can be big parts of this team. We'll have to see. Um, Mark Andre Mark Andre Fleury he passes. Um, uh, Roberto Luongo for third all time and wins by a goaltender. So Mark Andre Fleury, it's Martin Broder, it's Patrick Waugh, and it's Mark Andre Fleury, the top three wins all time. Um, wow, I can't believe uh, Mark Andre Fleury is one of the top three best goalies of all time. That's crazy. I never. Would well, have- yeah. So Mark Andre Fleury, I would say probably probably a Hall of Famer, maybe possibly. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to see. Uh, eh. But yeah, no, Mark Andre Fleury for sure, Hall of Famer. Um, you know, and he just him and Robin Leonard just won the William Jennings Trophy for the least amount of goals allowed uh, by one team. Uh, so, you know, he's adding more hardware, and he could with a Stanley Cup this season. Uh, we'll have to see. We'll give you our preview on that series um, coming up in a little bit. But um, so. Uh, another thing, Andre Kopitar, he hits a thousand points in his career. Um, very impressive career for him. Another guy who's probably heading to the hall of fame, two Stanley cups. Um, I believe he has a Selkie trophy for best defensive forward. Um, he's been very good, um, for LA throughout his entire career. Um, yeah. Do you have any thoughts on that, Trevor? I don't know. Anything. Andre Kopitar, he's a good player. Congrats to him. Uh, Mark Andre Fleur again. Never would have thought. Quick story. If you're watching this, no, uh, please don't take any offense to this. I just thought it was kind of stupid. Um, so one of my buddies is named Mark Andre, and he said that he was named after Mark Andre Fleury. Funny thing is, he wasn't. <laughs> Mark Andre Fleury wasn't in the. Wasn't even like named anywhere before he was born what so i was like hold on hold on how old is mark andre he's 13 mark andre flair was already in the nhl then though oh wait so i'm just bullcrapping right now oh (laughs) well i don't think he's I don't think he was either. He doesn't like, even I, know how hockey works. So yeah, that was like my. Well, I had a, I had a friend. Uh, he used to always wear this Canada jersey. Had Luongo on the back. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, are like, are you a big Roberto Luongo guy? And he's like, uh, I don't watch soccer. I'm like, uh, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm like, uh, no, it's it's a hockey player. He's like. Oh, I just swear. I thought it was soccer. I'm like, oh no, no, it's not soccer. Um, but yeah. Um, and oh, Trevor's disappearing right now. Trevor, where have you gone? If you're watching the YouTube right now, Trevor just disappeared just, like, into his background. I have the cool logo. Oh, I'm not even. Oh, no, <laughs> Trevor disappeared into the background. You can only see and his so, hand. Because I don't, my room isn't the best for. Trevor, oh, Trevor doesn't clean his room, so he's just gonna no, no, he's just gonna clean. cover it, you know. It's it's clean. I just no, it's not true. Um, Stop. He wants to hide all Sydney Crosby posters. Anyways, 
<laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, anyways, another thing here. Uh, Tim Stutz. Did you see the Tim Stutzel video where all the kids are throwing the hats into the backyard? No, I didn't. I might have. I don't think I did. Uh, so Tim Stutzel, he scored his first career hat trick against the Winnipeg Jets this week. And um, there was no fans in the building, obviously. So um, Tim Stutzel, he lives with Brady Kachuk and Josh Norris. Um, so they headed over. Uh, the, a group, large group of kids, they headed over to their uh, backyard and they just started tossing hats in their backyard for his hat trick. So, um, you know what? Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Uh, it was, they, were, they were showing it on Sportsman last night. It was organized by these two kids. Um, that live like their neighbors with Kachuk and Stutzel and Norris and they go and play road hockey with them and stuff. So um, I, I thought that'd be pretty cool. If you were those kids, you get to live your neighbors with three Ottawa Senator players and <laughs> uh, you're playing road hockey with them and stuff. But um, That's cool. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Josh Norris sc- scores, the overtime winner against the Leafs last night. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Trevor's facial expression. <laughs> oh, here uh, we go again. <laughs> yeah, Austin Matthews ties it with about three minutes left in the game. And then Josh Norris, right off the draw, Mitch Marner with the giveaway to Brady Kachuk. Brady Kachuk feeds it over to Norris. Freddie Anderson couldn't make the save. I mean, it, it was a two-on-one. He probably wasn't going to make it anyways, but... um. You know, Trevor, do you think Frederick Anderson's your guy? Think Frederick Anderson's your guys or Jack Campbell? <laughs> uh, I said give him a chance. He, well, they clinched, but yeah. like I think Jack Campbell was in that when they clinched. Anyways, yeah, we'll get more on it when we preview yeah. the Leaf series. Um, you know, uh, so John Tortorella is gone. From Columbus, he is no longer the head coach. I would like um, to check that out on Josh Hawks hockey. Yes, yeah, go do that. Go do that right Pretty now. Sure that was on there. Um, yeah, John Tortorella. He's no longer the head coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets. They mutually parted ways. Um, you know, I think it's just a matter of uh, they started building a roster in Columbus that didn't really fit Tortorella's coaching style. Um, Max Domi, Patrick Lande, they just aren't really. I don't know. Uh, they just didn't really fit with John Tortorella, and um, I, it just ended up not working out. And um, so Tortorella, I'm sure, if he wants a job next season, he'll have one. Uh, Trevor, what are your oh, thoughts? Yeah. What are your thoughts on Tortorella uh, leaving Columbus? I'm quite surprised because, like, he's a pretty iconic coach, and that's yeah. like his team. And yeah, now he, that he he's won gone, a, like, he won a Stanley you... Cup. He won a Stanley Cup with the Tampa Bay Lightning in 2004. So uh, just wanna. Shut that out there. Thanks for playing that fly, that Josh. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, <laughs> how do you know that stuff? Jeez, that was 2000. <laughs> Holy crap. I don't know. I just do. I just do. Um, no, John Cooper no, was coach last year. Stanley Cup champion. John Cooper, Stanley Cup champion. Head coach Tampa Lightning going back to back, back to back. We'll get to. I think they that. actually could do it. I, we'll I think to, they could. We'll get to that later, but 
Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I just think he is a Columbus Blue Jacket, and I, I guess they just didn't fit his coaching style. So. Yeah. So, uh, but Go if you now. want, if he wants, if he wants a job in the NHL, he will have it. So, um, yeah. Uh, another thing with Columbus, Patrick Line. Um, uh, so he went on and he said he had a uh, or like some sort of quote about how he loves Columbus. He wants to stay in Columbus and blah blah blah. blah. And then he went and had a quote. In Finland, they were asking about the World Championships and why he wasn't going. He's like, "This year has been miserable, and I hated hockey this year." And I, I don't, th- I don't think he said that, but he said something about this year has been miserable, and something along those lines. So, uh, <laughs> so, so he loves it, but he doesn't at the same time. I'm not really sure. Um, but yeah, that's even like, that, that's like losing, like in a in a series, like a one game in a series. And then, like, you win the next one. Well, you're all doubting, oh, crap, we're going to lose the thing. And yeah. then you win one. And then you're like, oh, I love this now. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Uh, and now, that being said, the article was translated from Finnish to English. So there can be mix-ups there. Uh, the translation can be a little, um, you know, it can make it look worse than it actually is. But, yeah, uh, we'll have to see. Yeah, Patrick- use Google Translate. <laughs> Patrick Klein is a Patrick Klein is a restricted free agent uh, this up this uh, summer, uh, so we'll have to see if uh, I I think he'll stay, um, but it might be a short deal. It might be a one or two year deal, and um, we'll have to see. Uh, Trevor, do you think Patrick Klein stays in Columbus this year? I mean, I think uh, he'll stay. I think yeah. he'll stay. Yeah, maybe not very long, like a couple of years after this, but I think he'll stay. Yeah. Um. Rick Tockett, head coach of the Arizona Coyotes, is no longer the head coach of the Arizona Coyotes. Um, they agreed to mutually part ways. Um, another guy just wasn't working out. Arizona, they got close to the playoffs this year, but it just wasn't enough. And, um, yeah, Arizona, um, I think they're um, – they, they, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean – it, like they were competitive this year, but not competitive enough to make the playoffs. And I don't think they want to rebuild. I think they want to retool. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that's where you put it. That's good. Yeah. But um, I mean, it's it's interesting to see uh, where the Coyotes go this offseason. Um, yeah, Trevor, what, what do you think of the Coyotes this year? It, just, it sucked. They're one spot out for making the playoffs. And I think their season's over now. Yeah, it is. Yeah, they have no more games uh, left. It just sucks. Like, I think since a couple of years ago, like in 2019, they, they had a like, great season. They're like, oh, oh and yeah. Arizona's actually turning around now and becoming a good team. Yeah. And. Yeah, and like in know. 2020, they uh, they made it to the uh, – they beat Nashville in the play-in and then made it to the first mm-hmm. round and – uh, they end up losing the Avalanche in five, but the Avalanche were such a phenomenal team. Um, but yeah, I think like they lose Taylor Hall, and uh, you know it. It, I don't know. They got to figure out what they're gonna do this off season, and um, hopefully they can turn it around. Because um, I hope that hockey can work in the desert. You know, um, 
but and like the more, if you, yeah, keep scrolling the desert. Yeah. But the more that um, they continue to not be good, and that means the more the fans not sh- don't show up, and the more that um, you know the people talk about that they should move. So hopefully that the Coyotes can uh, turn things around and uh, get back in the playoffs sooner rather than later. Uh, uh, the, the nominees for the Bill Mastin Trophy were announced. Um, the Bill Mastin Trophy, uh, Trevor disappeared into his background again. Did? <laughs> uh, yeah, you yeah. did. Uh, yeah. Oscar, oh. uh, the Bill Mastin Trophy is essentially the comeback player of the year. It's like for perseverance and um, perseverance and gentlemanship and um, dedication to the game of hockey. So essentially comeback player of the year and my pick, I mean, Oscar Lindblom, uh, he's from the Philadelphia. Each team has a nominee. Uh, he's the nominee for the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, he came back from um, a uh, rare type of cancer last season. He had that last season. He was diagnosed and he came back this year fully healthy um, and had a solid year. So Oscar Lindblom is my pick for the Masterton this year. Um, obviously anyone that wins it would be, um, would be a worthy choice. Um, but yeah, Trevor, uh, I don't know what your thoughts are on, uh, the Masterton this year. I think he will win. Yeah, for sure. Thanks. That's, that's the same thing with the, the home run story. Yeah. You know, coming back after having cancer. Yeah. And come back healthy and doing having a great season yeah i i, I think he could win that trophy yeah i think oscar Lindblom is the pick um when does that uh i guess um it'll be announced when they like announce all the other awards oh, okay. like at the end of the year yeah um the new york rangers extend um extend ryan lingren uh defenseman for three years uh nine million dollars altogether uh, nothing much to say there. Ryan Lincoln's a solid uh, piece on their defense um, in their top four. And, uh, you know, uh, the Rangers are going to be a, a good team going forward. Um, and uh, they also fire their head coach, David Quinn. Uh, so a lot of head coaches moving out this week. Um, from what I've seen, Rangers fans are actually happy about this move. Um, you know, David Quinn, it just, it seemed as though that he um, wasn't playing Alexi Lafreniere and Capocacos in great situations and um, as much as they would like him to. I didn't watch a whole lot of the Rangers this year, if I'm being honest, so I wouldn't have been able to, I'm not able to like back that up, but from what I've seen from Rangers fans, that's the way they felt about it. Uh, Trevor, what are your thoughts on the Rangers getting rid of David Quinn and what that means for them? Um, if, if they want them to play, I think they'll try to find a new coach. Yeah. That will also, um, cause Lafreniere, he had, he had a pretty big turnaround at, near the end of the season. Cause yeah, he he had, for yeah. the first overall pick, he wasn't the greatest at the start. So, yeah. um, he, but he, and then he didn't play him as much, which kind of sucks, but I think they, they'll find a new coach that will. And yeah, I think for sure. that, that will suit. The, not just the players, fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that uh, even though the Rangers kind of cleared house with their GM and their president, um, the guy that they got in there now, Chris Drury, um, I think he's 
he's very, definitely very knowledgeable and a lot of teams have wanted him to be their GM in the past when they've had openings. Um, so I think, I think he'll make the right decision. And I think the Rangers, um, as much as it looks like this last week has been pretty bad for the Rangers, I think um, they'll be just fine coming out of this. Um, two other things to note. Uh, no, one other thing to note quick. Uh, the Seattle Kraken have officially signed their first player in franchise history. Um, the Seattle Kraken uh, signed Luke Henman um, from the boys brand Armada uh, of the uh, – QMJHL, uh, an undraft, well, not undrafted. He kind of, so he was drafted in 2018 by the, by the hurricanes in round four. Um, but then they did not sign him to a deal. Um, so he could have been, so, um, the, uh, Seattle Kraken signed him and, uh, yeah, he's the first, uh, ever player in, uh, Kraken history. Um, yeah, nothing else really to say. Uh, but congrats. yeah, congratulations yeah. to him. And I guess that's something I'll always have is that he was the first ever Kraken uh, player uh, ever. So they can go on to be the worst team ever. And then he'll be like, I was the first Kraken. I was the first Kraken. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, you know, that brings us to the, uh, the uh, part of the show you probably came here for the playoff series, the playoff preview. Um, so I think uh, we're going to be honest here. We're recording this a little early. The West is not determined yet. If oh. the if the Avalanche win tonight, uh, they will play the Blues and the Golden Knights will play the Wild. But if the Avalanche lose tonight, um, the – uh, Golden Knights will play the Blues and the Avalanche will play the Wild. The Avalanche beat the Kings 6-0 last night and they play the Kings again tonight. So we don't know what's going to happen there, but we're actually just going to go forward and say the Avalanche win tonight. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right move, but uh, that's that. maybe that's what we'll do. Maybe we'll preview both. Who knows? But anyways, we'll start in the Central. Uh, the number one but seed... One, one quick thing before we start. Yeah. Uh, so I was listening to a thing on their predictions. Yeah. They had Toronto beating Tampa Bay. I'm like. Oh, isn't it like, uh, like the. Wait, what do you mean? Like, like for, for this year's predictions, they had Toronto oh, yeah. beating Tampa Bay and then winning the cup. I'm like, I don't really agree with that. Anyways. We'll get uh, into yeah, it. We're gonna go. pre we're gonna preview these series here, kind of give you our predictions on what we think is gonna happen in the series. So we're gonna start in the central division. Uh, those are the first matchups locked up. The number one seed Carolina Hurricanes versus the number four seed Nashville Predators. Um, I mean the Hurricanes, they were um they uh beat up on the Predators. I uh, not beat up on the Predators this year, but um you know, they uh, definitely, I think, won the season series against them this season. Uh, the Hurricanes, they're one of the top um, one of the top teams um, in the league this year. And, um, you know, they, um, I mean, I think the, Hur- the Hurricanes are the favorite, obviously. Um, they're just a better team all around, in my opinion. Um, but, yeah, uh, I guess we can start with Carolina. Uh, when you look at Carolina, they got it. They're just stacked up front. They got Sebastian Aho, mm-hmm. 
Andrei Sveshnikov, um, Martin Natchez, Tivo Teravainen. On defense, Dougie Hamilton, uh, Jacob Slavin, Brett Pesci. Um, and in net, they got uh, Peter Mrazek and Alex Majelkovic and Jake Reimer as their, thir- as their third guy. Um, so, uh, yeah, Trevor, who do you – so here's here's one thing we're going to do. Who do you think um, – okay, I don't know what I was about to say. Uh, but who do you think um, – is uh, gonna be like a big player for Carolina in this series. Who do you think is gonna be their best player for them in this series? I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, maybe Sebastian Aho. Yeah, yeah. Because he had a great regular season. Maybe he can. Pull and it off and again he he was really good in the playoffs last year too for Carolina. Yeah. So against the Rangers. So. We'll, yeah. we'll have to see, but I think Sebastian Ajo will. Yeah. Uh, for me, honestly, I think it for uh, I think it could be one of their goaltenders, Pina Mraz, Grox, Nadel- Nadelkovic, whoever gets those starts. Um, I think they could be a huge pe- uh, a huge part of Carolina's um, team going forward. Uh, and I think that being said, though, I think. Um, another guy who could be a big piece um, up front is um, I think Tavo Teravainen um, could be really oh, mm-hmm. a big piece for the Hurricanes. Um, he is only, I think he's 20, 27, maybe? I don't know. Uh, 27, 26, even 25, but um He's been there before. He won the cup with the Blackhawks in his rookie year in 2015. And um, he's one of the, he's one of the leaders for uh, Carolina and um, he could be a big part. And also Jordan Stahl, their captain. Um, He's been there. He's their captain. He's been, he won with the 2009 Penguins. Uh, Two guys that have been there uh, and won the Stanley cup could be huge pieces for Carolina. Um, When it comes to the Nashville side, um, you know, Nashville, Nashville, um, they start off the year not so great, not so great. Um, and then all of a sudden they had, they won on a real long winning streak and, um, they are, they kind of bounce back and they're in the playoffs now. Uh, they are as the four seed, um, you know, they've had, uh, they're really solid on defense and in goal. Um, UC Saros and Pecorine as their goaltenders. UC Saros um, is definitely a Vesna candidate this year. Um, and then up front, they got Philip Forsberg, Matthew Shane, um, Ryan Johansson, um, Eli Tolvanen. Uh, they've been all big forwards for um, that team this year. Michael Granlund, um, Victor Arvidsson. And then on defense, I mean the team, the team leader in scoring, Roman Yossi, defending Norris uh, Trophy winner. Um, he's gonna be have to be huge for them. Uh, Matthias Ackholm, um, you know, also on the back end, Dante Fabro and Ryan Ellis, uh, guys that are gonna have to be key players for this team if they want any shot at upsetting the Hurricanes. Uh, Trevor, who do you think is the uh, key player for the Predators in this um, upcoming series? Um, 
the predators is that there? Yeah, predators. predators. Yeah. Uh maybe Roman Yoshi, I don't know. Uh yeah. I I I got no idea. I I don't think they'll go past the first round, judging how hot Carolina's been, but yeah. Uh yeah, for me, like I think it's as simple as the I'm gonna bump his name. Yeah, Zeus Soros, he had a great season. Yeah. I uh yeah, I, you... I think he could pull that off for the team and yeah. Yeah, I think I was gonna go along lines of what Trevor said. UC Saros is gonna have to um, stand on his head um, during this uh, during this series if the uh, Predators want a shot at knocking off the Hurricanes. Um, yeah, UC Saros, Roman Yossi also have to be a big part of, but I think UC Saros is definitely gonna have to lead the Predators past the Hurricanes if that's how. Uh, if that's what they want to do here. So, um, so Trevor, now give your winner and how many games you think this series will go. Carolina's going to win in, in five games. All right. All right. Uh, I would, I would agree that the hurricanes, I think will win in five games, possibly six, but yeah, five yeah. games, Carolina in five, uh, that's a good prediction. Um, next up, the next series in the central, the, the two seed Florida Panthers versus the three seed Tampa Bay lightning. Um, it's a big series. Um, I think this is going to be one of the more exciting series to watch, not even biased towards not like all bias aside. I think this series can be very exciting to watch. Battle um, of Tampa Bay. I mean, oh my God. The battle I of Florida. Battle of Florida. Thank you. Yeah. The first I can't time I just said that. <laughs> the first time ever these two teams are facing off in the playoffs. Um, it's like the first time, almost the first time these teams have been um, good at the same time. Um, so, yeah, I think, um, uh, I mean, Florida, they've got their stars. They've got Jonathan Uberdo, Alexander Barkoff. Um, you know, Sam Bennett came over. Um from Calgary and has been um, dominant for them. Uh, broke Pavel Bure's record for most points in their first 10 games with uh, the Florida Panthers. Um, and yeah, Carter Verhege has been a nice surprise for them as well. And uh, on the back end, Keith Yandel and um, Mackenzie Weger have been leading the way with Aaron Ekblad's injury. In net, I think they're probably going to go with Chris Drieger um, in this game. Hot, I, I don't know, maybe Sergey Bobrovsky, but my guess would be they have to go with Drieger. Uh, oh, Trevor, yeah. who's, your key, who's your key player for the Panthers in this series? I think, uh, I think uh, Chris Drieger, yeah, I, I think he will, or uh, and I guess for offensive, I guess, position, I would uh, probably do act in the park off, yeah, yeah, for sure. I would. I would have to agree. Um, yeah, Alexander Barkov is probably uh, – he's their best player, um, and he's going to have to be big for them if they uh, want to get it done um, over the defending champions. Uh, <laughs> um, of yeah, course, yes. I also like Sam Bennett. I'm a huge Sam Bennett fan. I hope he does well, but just not good enough to beat Tampa Bay. But anyways um, – Looking at the Tampa Bay side, Tampa Bay kind of struggled at the end of the year. 
they didn't look too good down the stretch there. Um, but they were without Stamkos, without Point, without Bennett, uh, without Bennett, <laughs> without Headman. Uh, I don't know how I mix those two up. But, um, you know, um, Headman and uh, Stamkos and Kucherov, they're all going to be back. Um, Headman said, they said that Headman's going to have to get surgery once, uh, once the playoffs are done. Um, and that may put a target on him, if I'm being honest. Like, uh, Victor Hedman may have a target on his back because they know he's hurt. Um, but I mean, Tampa's been led this year by, um, you know, uh, Point, Stamkos, Palat, Victor Hedman, uh, Mikhail Sergachev's been good, Anthony Sorelli. Um, he's great defensively, usually comes and he came around playoff time last year. Um, so, you know, Andre, but the story for Tampa is Andre Vasilevsky. Um, Andre Vasilevsky, in my opinion, he should win the Vesna. All bias aside, once again, uh, he should win the Vesna trophy. Um, and he's been he's been phenomenal for the um, for the Tampa Bay Lightning this season. And um, yeah, I think that he's I think that he's gonna uh, continue playing the way he is. Um, and hopefully Stamkos and Kucherov coming back, they can, um, you know, get the rust off real quick and maybe not be rusty at all and come out and be the MVP caliber players they are. Um, in my True, opinion. I, I, yeah. I think they're the best two players on the team. Yeah. Vasilevsky's probably, probably third guy. The- yeah, so it, who is Vasilevsky your key player of the series then? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, uh, for me, honestly, uh, Vasilevsky's up there, but Nikita Kucherov, I think. Um, if they don't get, if Kucherov doesn't, um, if Kucherov doesn't show up, the Lightning are not going to win this series. That's mm-hmm. the way it is. The Lightning have no shot if Kucherov doesn't show up. I mean, maybe they could beat the Panthers if Stamko shows up and point, but if you're not going to get, like, if Kucherov isn't going to um, play the way he can, then I I can't see it um, see them getting past Florida. Um, Trevor, who is your um, who do you think is going to win and in how many games? I think uh, I think Tampa Bay will take it, but but I think they'll take it in seven games. So again, I have the same prediction as Trevor: Tampa Bay <laughs> in seven games. <laughs> Two things that two things that worry me about that prediction. One is that this is this is if Kucherov and Stamkos come back and be like the way they can. If they can play the way they can, I think they'll win in six or seven. But if they don't, like if they're rusty to start off, I think Florida's gonna get past Tampa definitely. But that's a good point. Yeah, Tampa and seven for me. Uh, another thing that worries but worries me about that is I don't think I've ever seen Tampa Bay win a game seven in my life. So that also <laughs> plays yeah, into it a little bit. Me. That um I've lost our team's lost everything. I don't I don't think I've I'm not sure I've ever seen them win a game seven. It helped us last year. We didn't have to play a game seven last year. So mm-hmm. um but yeah, uh we'll have to see. Uh but yeah, lightning and seven for both of us again. Um so now we'll move to the East uh, division. The number one seed Pittsburgh Penguins 
will face off against the number four seed New York Islanders. Uh, the Penguins, you know, they didn't start off like phenomenal, but um, they really came on mid to the end of the year. And, um, you know, they, they're the top team in the East, obviously uh, number one seed and led by Sidney Crosby and Jake Gensel and Chris, Chris Latang has a good year too. Brian Rust, Jeff Carter has been great since he came over at the deadline and um, Genny Malkin is back from injury and healthy. So, um, you know, this is a, uh, the Penguins are good this year for sure. Uh, Trevor, who's your key, who's your key player for Pittsburgh in this series? I think Chris Lefang. He's been yeah. racking up. He has a great plus minus right now, and he's been racking up some good key, uh, key I guess. So he's been a really good playmaker for the, for the Penguins. I think if he does that in the playoffs, they'll uh, start racking some points on that scoreboard and uh, help yeah. him win a couple of games. Yeah. Uh, for me, I think it's uh, – I mean, it's the obvious – it's kind of an obvious pick, but Sidney Crosby, if uh, – I knew it. <laughs> you know, if if Crosby can perform, if Crosby plays the way he can, the Islanders are going to have some real trouble. I know they're a great defensive team, but Sidney Crosby is one of the greatest players of our generation, one of the greatest players of all time. And uh, he still had an MVP caliber season this year if it weren't for Connor McDavid. So, um, you know, yeah, Sidney Crosby is the player that they definitely have to watch out for. Uh, comes to the Islanders. Uh, the Islanders, they're kind of the reverse of the Penguins. They started off really well, started the season off very well, and then kind of died down a little bit um, at the end. Um, Semyon Varlamov in net for the um, Islanders. Uh, he had a Vesna caliber season. Ilya Sorokin, their backup, who – actually played 22 games this year, um, was also very good for that team. Um, and, um, you know, Matthew Barzell is obviously their leading scorer, um, but they got a decent forward core there, Jordan Everly, Josh Bailey, Brock Nelson. Um, but their game is defense. Uh, Nick Letty, Ryan Pulak, Adam Pellich, uh, Noah Dobson, um, Andy Green, that defense um, is going to play a big role. Um, so Trevor, who's your key player for the, uh, Pan- the Panthers, the Islanders in this series? I think, uh, Brock Nelson. Yeah. He, he's done all right. I don't think he's, he's had the greatest season, but I think he can pull through in the playoffs mm-hmm. and, uh, help them, uh, win a couple games. Yeah. Uh, maybe even, um, I'm going to bump his lap, the go, uh, well, he's injured right now, but. Simeon Bar, I can't. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, him. He's Simeon Barlamov. Thank you. If he comes back, uh, I think he'll be a big uh, part of their uh, playoff roster. Yeah, I think he should be back for game one. And if not, I mean, Ilya Sorokin is definitely a great goaltender as well. Um, but yeah, for me, um, I, I would say uh, Simeon Barlamov for sure. Um, would be a guy that definitely is a key player for them, but also Kyle Palmieri. Um, they bring him in at the deadline for New Jersey to bring, come in and uh, play in that top six. And, um, you know, uh, he needs to be a big player for them if they want to get past the Penguins. Um, so, yeah, the, um, 
but I think what definitely could hurt the Islanders, and I think it's hurt them since it happened. Anders Lee, their captain, um, probably their second best forward behind Barzell, uh, out for the year. So um, that definitely hurts the Islanders. But um, you know they're still a good team despite that. Um, Trevor, uh, who do you have winning it in how many games? I think Pittsburgh will win it in six. All right. So for the first time, our predictions will differ. I think the New York Islanders will take this series and I think they'll do it in seven games. Seven games. All right. Uh, you know, I'm actually worried about the Penguins this year for being honest, but the Islanders are a good team too. And I think maybe if they get it going, they can pull off the upset. Uh, Trevor will probably be right in his prediction, not mine, but you know, uh, got to take a chance. Going for uh, it, man. Yeah. Uh, next, we have the two-seed Washington Capitals facing off against the three-seed Boston Bruins. Uh, the Capitals, um, a good year for them. I mean, nothing really uh, – not a whole lot to say about it. I mean, um, Ovechkin had another good year. John Carlson had another good year. Nicholas Backstrom had another good year. They've had some issues with Evgeny Kuznetsov. I don't know what uh, is going to happen with him in the playoffs there. Um but yeah, we'll uh, we'll have to see. They pick up Anthony Mantha um, in the um, uh, at the deadline, so that could be a big piece for them. But Trevor, who's your key player for the Capitals in this series? I think uh, again, look, last name because I can't say last name today. Uh, Van something he's he's their uh he's their goalie right now yeah uh the tech vanacek yes i don't know how you said that but yeah uh he, he's been playing great i think he could be a key impact for the capitals and hopefully they don't make a play on his head but yeah that's what will, i was uh, have to play hard to win yeah for sure i would say i'd have to agree with you there i think vanacek or samsonov whichever guy gets mm-hmm. the gets the start for the Capitals. Um, they're going to have to be um, very good because you've seen um, the Bruins have been very hot since the trade deadline. Taylor Hall um, has returned to a star status. So, um, yeah, I think that the goalies are definitely going to have to perform for the Capitals if they want to win this series. Um, sure. it comes When it comes to the Bruins – uh, they started off a little not so great, but, um, you know, uh, they've gotten better for sure. And uh, they're here in the three seed. Uh, Marshan has another great year. Bergeron has a good year. Pasternak, an, a good year. Um, Taylor Hall, uh, he comes over and starts playing phenomenal. Charlie McAvoy is in the Norris conversation. Um, you know, just good things going on in Boston and, um, you know, uh, it sounds like Tukarask is going to be the guy in net with Jeremy Swayman as the backup. Um, Trevor, who is your key player for the Boston Bruins? As much as they had to say, Brad Marchand. Yeah. He's had a pretty good season this year. 29 goals, 40 assists. Uh, I, I think he'll back some points up. Yeah. Uh, Rask will also need to uh, maybe stand on his head a little bit for the team. Yeah. I think we'll. Yeah, we'll obviously have to see, but uh, those are my two. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
And for me, I would say, uh, I think Taylor Hall, he has to keep it going. Um, kind of how he's been playing very well so far. And um, he needs to keep that going. And um, if they want to beat the Capitals and Charlie McAvoy, um, he's been the best. He's their best defenseman by far. Um, and he's been, he's definitely been um, uh, phenomenal this season. Um, probably top five in uh, the Norris uh, conversation. So um, McAvoy, a huge part of the team, needs to perform if they would like to win this series. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trevor, who who is going to win the series and in how many games? I think uh, the Capitals will win the series. And six games all right so i think the series will end in six games as well but i think the boston bruins will take this series um it would be hilarious the bruins play the leafs in the final four oh man i i I would like to see that i mean i mean no one else no one no one else in my family would like to see that but uh you know (laughs) it would be cool anyways um we'll move on to the north Kind of what Trevor is excited for here. Uh, the one, the number one seed Toronto Maple Leafs facing off against the number four seed Montreal Canadiens. Um, yeah, Toronto, they've been dominant all season. Uh, right from the right from the get go, um, they have been the best team in the North, and they never look back. Um, you know, they've had really great seasons from Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, John Tavares has been great too. William Nylander's been good. Morgan Riley, Zach Hyman, and Jason's Zach Hyman's been good. And Jason Spets has been, uh, he had 30 points in 53 games. I would say on a fourth line, that's phenomenal. Um, and mm. he, he's a very talented guy, obviously he was an all-star in his prime. Um, but yeah, uh, Trevor, who's your, Oh, sorry. Also Jack Campbell, phenomenal for the Leafs as well this season. Uh, Trevor, who's your key player for the Toronto Maple Leafs? If he does end up playing in the playoffs, because I think he will, Jack Campbell. Yeah. Uh, he really came in clutch in the regular season when Toronto needed him to, which was yeah. great. He won 11 straight as soon as he uh, started as a team, right? I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, great for well, obviously great for him, but uh, I-, I think he will be a big impact in the playoffs. Hopefully, not stay on his head. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, we got some of the offensive defense yeah. uh, there to help him out. But uh, I think uh, he'll be their most important player in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, for me, I'd have to go with the same. I think, um, yeah, Jack Campbell. He's been the guy all year, and I don't. I don't think you can really. Um, I don't think you can really not go with him. Um, heading into the year, I mean, um, you just look at not even. Uh, not not even like any advanced stats, just Jack Campbell, 23 games played, 43 goals allowed. Frederick Anderson, 24 games played, 70 goals allowed. Um, so I think Jack Campbell's the guy, and um, he's going to have to be a big piece for them. Uh, he's going to have to play uh, very well if they want to uh, win. I say that, but they're playing the 4 Canadians. Not that they're bad, but – they are the team that has to play super good to um, win. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to Montreal Canadiens, you know, they started the season off really well. 
Um, they were in first in the North at, at the first two or three weeks of the year. And um, it's not that way anymore. They're fourth in the fourth in the North. They actually only ended up with one more win than the Ottawa senators this year. Um, so, you know, um, the Canadians, uh, they had a rough end of the year, but um, they had some bright spots too. Tyler Stafoli comes over from Vancouver and um, he's a, uh, he has a great year, 28 goals. Jeff Petrie um, has a good year, Norris caliber season. Um, Nick Suzuki has a great sophomore season too. Um, I mean, yeah, they've had a, they've had a good year so far. Cole Caulfield only, even though he only played 10 games, he had, uh, five points in those 10 games. So, um, you know, I also think Jake Allen's been a nice pickup for the Canadians, um, in the off season, but, um, they're coming to the playoffs on a five game losing streak. So, um, you know, that's not what you like to see, but, um, yeah, Trevor, who's your key player for the uh, Canadians in the series? I think Tyler Foley. Yeah. I think I think he'll be their key player. Gary Price walks down on his head for a little bit, but I think yeah. Tyler Foley will end up, I guess, being their team's player in the playoffs. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, for me, it has to be Gary Price. There is no mm-hmm. way they – it, like – in my opinion, they have to get like 2015 carry price or 2020 bubble carry price if they want a shot at winning against the Montreal Can- against Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. Um, I like. I think there's no way they do it if they don't have MVP carry price. Um, like that's he's the best player. Like he's the biggest player for their team and. I think that's uh, they need him if they have a sh- if they want to uh, advance past round one. Uh, Trevor, um, who's going to win and in how many games? Toronto's going to win, and I think they're going to win in five games. So uh, my prediction is the same: the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> I think they will win in five games. Um, they've just been the better team all year, and even in their matchups, uh, I think the Canadians are two six and two against the Leafs this year. So. Um, not great. Only winning two out of ten. Um, yeah, and then that brings us to the uh the second seed Edmonton Oilers versus the third seed Winnipeg Jets. Um, you know the uh the the Oilers they've been f- phenomenal this year. Obviously, McDavid and Drysaddle have been carrying the, a lot of the load. Uh, Tyson Berry has a great bounce back season this year. Uh, Darnell, Darnell Nurse has also been great this year. Jesse Pugliarvi, another bounce-back season. Mike Smith, bounce-back season. A lot of bounce-back seasons when it comes to um, the Edmonton Oilers. Um, you know, and I, I, think they're, I think they're a good team. I don't know if they'll uh, be able to get past Toronto in the north, but um, they played the Jets well this year. And the Jets, uh, they just came off of, I think they were on like a five- or six-game losing streak. Um they're on a one game winning streak now. So I guess they've got rid of that, but, um, you know, uh, Oh, sorry. I kind of just moved on to Winnipeg without asking who is a key player for the Edmonton Oilers in their series. I think, uh, Whoa. I don't not don't, I'm sorry. I didn't know what just happened. I was like, who's uh, <laughs> uh, I think Connor McDavid and Leon dry settled probably be the two yeah. uh, key players. If, if they, 
did what they did in the regular season and they pull that off in the playoffs, mm-hmm. they're going to be dangerous to their upcoming. They are for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I would have to agree with you. I mean, it has to be Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. I don't see a way that they, they win the series if they don't, if those two guys don't perform. Um, yeah. And then Winnipeg, uh, as I said, had a rough end of the year, but, um, you know, uh, Mark Scheifele had a great year. Kyle Connor had a good year. Nikolai Ehlers had a great year before he got hurt, but Ehlers will be back for game one of the playoffs. Blake Wheeler had a solid year too. Um, Pierre-Luc Dubois was kind of disappointing in what they got from him this year. Um, but I think maybe he can bounce back next season, maybe in the playoffs. And Connor Hellebuck was fantastic as always for the Jets. Uh, so Trevor, who's your uh, key player for the Jets in this series? I that, I think this one kind of could go between a couple different players. Like, I think Kyle Connor could do it, could be their best player. I think Connor Hellbuck could be the best player in Mark Shaffley. Yeah. Like, they've all had great seasons. And uh, yeah. I think either one of them could be their best player. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, Connor Hellbuck, I think it's going to be have to be the biggest player for the Jets if they want to win. Like if, um, you know. Yes, was that, that was. Was that your sister? Yes. <laughs> Anyone watch on the YouTube thing? You got to watch. You got to watch on the YouTube if you want to find out. We're not even going to tell anyone what just happened. You got to watch on the YouTube to find out. Um, but yeah, I think Connor Hallebuck is the biggest part um, for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. And I think it would definitely help them if Pierre-Luc Dubois could bounce back this season and for the playoffs, if he could play the way he did for Columbus in the playoffs last year, that would definitely um, be much appreciated by the Jets. Um, Trevor, uh, who's going to win and in how many games? Uh, I think um, think Edmonton's going to win and sweep it. Pardon? I think Edmonton will sweep. Oh, Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think, I think the, they could. I think they could do that. I think the Oilers are gonna win, but I'm gonna pick the Oilers in six. Um, All right. Possibly five. It could be five, but six, I think, is a safe bet. Um, yeah. Uh, the Oilers have played the Jets great this year, and um, yeah, we'll just have to. We'll have to see that series gets underway, uh, May the nineteenth. Um, and then that brings us to the West. So we don't have matchups for the West, um, but we'll kind of just go over the West, go over the teams, um, kind of the possible matchups. Uh, the first matchup, uh, or not match, but we'll just go over the teams. Um, you know, right now, Colorado, I think, will finish first. Um, they've had a great year. Um, you yeah, know. Yeah. Nathan McKinnon, phenomenal season. Miko Rantanen had a great year. Gabriel Landeskog. Kale McCarr is a point of game as a defenseman. Um, Samuel Girard has a good, had a good year too. Uh, Devontae is there coming over from New York. Uh, had a great year. Um, who do you think is a key player for the Avalanche in, the, uh, in their series? Um, I think probably like Miko Rantanen. Rantanen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Nathan McKinnon. Yeah. I, I think those two players together can be a pretty big key. To that yeah. Game. And, I'd have to agree. I think that Nathan McKinnon probably would have to be their biggest player. I mean, if they want to mm-hmm. 
uh, move on. And um, yeah, I mean, we'll have to see. The Avalanche will play either the Minnesota Wild or the St. Louis Blues. Um, we'll move on to the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, the Golden Knights, um, Flurry had a fantastic year this year. Um, you know, uh, Mark Stone had a great year this year. In my opinion, he's my Selkie pick. Him and Barkoff, I think, were, are the two guys um, that should battling out for the Selkie. Uh, Max Pretchard, he has another good year. Uh, Shea Theodore has a great year. Petrangelo has a good year. Um, Alec Martinez also had a great year for them, too. Um, mm -hmm. Trevor, who's your key player for the Golden Knights? Um, this one was also a little bit hard because they, they, they have a bunch of great players on their team. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think Mark Andre Fleming has to stand on his head. Maybe yeah. a little bit. Mark Mark Stone is a great player. I think he'll come up in the yeah offense and, and even maybe even defense. Yeah, kind of side of the of their series, and I think Mark Andre Fleury would have to be there. Most yeah, popular. I will be back. I gotta. I'm gonna go see what you, what what uh. I won't spoil it if you come watch it on YouTube. But what? Yeah, Trevor will be back in a minute. All right, so we're uh. We'll go just over the wild here quick. Um, you know, Minnesota, um, they've had a great, they've had a great year this year. Um, you know, uh, I, I wouldn't say unexpected, but, um, you know, surprising, I would say, I guess maybe, I don't know. Uh, but the wild, um, uh, a great year for them. You know, um, Kapo Kakinen was great as a rookie this year. Um, Kirill Kaprizov, also phenomenal as a rookie, um, should win the Calder, in my opinion. Kevin Fiala has another great year for them. Matt Zuccarello has a bounce back year. Uh, Joel Eriksson has um, uh, come, come in as an underrated player for the Wild. Um, and, you know, uh, I think Jared, Jared Spurgeon has a good year, their new captain. Um, you know, in my opinion, um, I think the big player for um, Minnesota in whatever, whoever they got, uh, whether it's Vegas or Colorado, I think it's going to be Tal uh, I think it's be Cam Talbot and Capo Kackman, whichever one starts, um, I think is going to be their biggest player. Um, you know, they, uh, they need to get some goaltending if they're going to uh, make it past either Colorado or Vegas who have high powered offenses and uh, great defenses as well. Uh, Trevor, who is your uh, key player for the Minnesota Wild? For the Minnesota Wild? Yeah. Uh, sorry, I like friggin' ran. Uh, <laughs> tears in the basement. Um, I think Cam Talbot. Yeah. I think he, he might have to stand on his head. They didn't have the greatest offensive year this year. Yeah. But I, I, I think, yeah. Cam Tal might might have to stand on his head a little bit and yeah for sure prove that that he'll hold his team there for sure um and then the four seed in the um in the um in the West Division is the St Louis Blues um they they start off decent and then kind of took a dip and then near the end of the year kind of came back a bit and beat the coyotes out for that four spot. Um, 
you know, a great year from David Perron and Ryan O'Reilly. They've been great this season. Uh, Braden mm-hmm. Shen's had a solid year. Jordan Kyrou had a great rookie year this year. Uh, it's I don't know. He might not even be classified as rookie this year. I'm not sure. Um, but regardless, Kyrou had a great year. Uh, Justin Falk had a nice bounce back year this year. Um, and hope and uh, so yeah, Bennington had a decent year this year too. Um, sure. Who's your key player for the Blues? I think Jordan Bennington. Yeah. Just like um, the 2019 playoffs. Yeah. yeah. For sure. He, he performed really well in the playoffs. I think he can do that again this year. In mm-hmm. the playoffs. Yeah. Again, his team didn't do the greatest offensively, but I bet you he'll uh, help the defense side a bit of, of things for their series. Uh, yeah. I think Jordan Bennington. For sure. Could end up being there. I guess their team MVP. Yeah. Uh, and for me, I think it's uh, Ryan O'Reilly. He has to be big for the Blues, their captain. Um, you know, uh, he won the Conn Smythe in 2019 for playoff MVP. Um, mm-hmm. And um, now they have no Petrangelo this year. Um, he, has, he has to step up and be a big, big time player for this team. He obviously has been and uh, will continue to be, I think. But uh, he has to be big, and I definitely think it'll help for the, the Blues if Vladimir Tarasenko can um, yeah, kind of take off. He's only played 24 games this year, 14 points um, due to injury. But I think if he can, um, you know, if he can get um, get things going, that'll definitely help the Blues, whatever series they have. Um, so it's going to be kind of tough for our predictions here, but um, it'll either be Colorado or Vegas. Um, Colorado and Vegas are, I would say, about the same skill level. So I think you could probably make a decent prediction off that. Um, mm-hmm. Either Colorado or Vegas will play St. Louis. Um, who do you think would win that series? I guess it's hard to say, but. Um, Colorado or Vegas? Is that what Col- well, no, Colorado. It's either Colorado oh, or yeah. Vegas will play St. Louis. Like they, we don't know oh, yet. Okay. Yeah. We um, don't know who's going to be the one seed yet. Well, are they playing right now? Oh, no. Yeah, call- that is, that, that's tonight. Uh, they're playing the Kings. Kings ha- I think, haven't really had a good season. Well, I guess. Good well, let's Okay, let's say, let's say. I think the Avalanche beat the Kings last night. Yep. 6 nothing. So let's say the Avalanche win tonight. So it would be the Avalanche versus the Blues. Oh, I think? Think, uh, I think the Avalanche would win that in six. Okay. Yeah. Same here. I think the Avalanche would take that in six. Um, yeah. And then, um, the, then that would leave the Golden Knights in the wild. Um, who do you think would uh, win that series and how many games? I think, uh, I think Vegas will take it in, in seven games. Same here. Vegas yeah. and seven, I think. Um, you know, Minnesota has been pretty good against Vegas this year. So, um, we have to see, and, um, that wraps up our playoff preview episode here. Um, you know, we're gonna, I think we're going up to two episodes per week, uh, for the playoffs. So, um, when will that be starting? I guess we'll like, we'll do, we'll record our first one Monday and then put it out Tuesday. All right. Um, so yeah, um, 
probably it works better if we record after school though sorry guys if you're getting some behind the scenes stuff but it probably works better if we record right after school anyways all right uh you know i mean i'm excited for the playoffs i'm pumped saturday game oh, yeah. one saturday game one between the bruins and capitals at 7 15 p.m um that's when it gets underway and then a full day sunday penguins islanders at 12 um and then yeah penguins islanders at 12 and then there's a game at three i forget who it is and then at 7 30 lightning panthers um so i mean um uh, a big you know a lot of hockey ahead and uh i'm pumped for it so uh that leaves one thing left um for us is the weather network heavily defeated um of the week so trevor got anyone for this week i didn't get anyone for this week uh don't think anyone i guess uh did um yeah heavily defeated uh but uh, so did you get uh, anybody so i i kind of have two you can take right. one whichever one you want um Jack Eichel <laughs> for one. Um, right. you know, him and his team. His team won't let him get surgery on his herniated disc in his neck. I feel like that'd be kind of annoying. What? Yeah. Um, okay. And then uh for my other heavily defeated of the week is the Oakland Athletics fan base. Um, <laughs> yeah, if they if they end up relocating. If they uh if they end up leaving, so that's my heavily defeated of the week. Um, Trevor, do you have anything else uh, for this episode or no? I got, I got nothing. But, uh, All right. So um, get some playoff hockey in here. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, so we'd like to uh, thank you all for uh, listening. Uh, check out our – go follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, TikTok. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Um, so you can find out what Trevor, what uh, Tre- Trevor's sister's appearance was on the show. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, and then you can also see Trevor's cool background. So, yeah, go check that out. Uh, thank you all for listening and we'll see you next week.